0: Welcome to this week in Loveland Tiger Sports here on ESP Media powered by Sidearm Sports and LovelandTigers.org. dot org. I'm Jason Griefer and as always we're joined by Athletic Director Brian Kanatzer. Brian, good morning. How are things in Tiger Nation?
1: Good morning, Jason. Hey, thanks for for having us and, and once again it's a great week to be a Tiger. So ready to dive right in and talk about the great things our student athletes are doing and what we've got coming up this week, so fire away
0: let's start with a league championship how about that uh girls bowling gets it done last week over West Claremont to uh, bring home the league title Brag on it
1: oh unbelievable it was it, it was a very intense moment uh down there uh, last week so uh you know West Claremont's going to bring their a game Loveland's bringing their a their a game uh was it usually uh there's a lot of cheering going on but uh, what I saw in, in this this matchup it was very intense uh they were the Loveland Tigers were there for one purpose, and that was to to win uh, the title. Uh, so, you know, we've got that great uh, support staff of Grady Pettit, Yanni Cars, and Ash- Ashley Gilker um, and Ashley George. They were just going at it. They were relentless about it, and they came out on top. Uh, and just did a wonderful job. It was it a was, uh, fun to be a part of, to watch, and to watch them celebrate. Um, at the end of the day, they, they had smiles on their face, and their parents were proud, and coach coach was proud and it was an exciting thing to be a part of
0: over on the boys side had a chance to win the title as well against west claremont and came up short but uh, I'm, I'm looking at this numbers and i'm looking at west claremont season and they bowled probably two of the four best matches they've had all season long so my question is how did your team take the result knowing that it seemed like west claremont just bowled out of their minds for both matches
1: <laughs> well we knew that going in we we knew we had a chance if we bowled our best and West Claremont didn't quite do what they were capable of doing. But, uh, Jason, as, as you just mentioned, West Claremont came out on fire. And uh, so they did. They had their highest scores. And you know what? Our kids were good with it because they knew that they still bowled a, a great game. They competed at, the, at their ceiling, um, if not a little bit above. And at the end of the day, hats off uh, to West Claremont, uh, their coach, and their team for doing such a an outstanding, standing job and, you know, we got a couple of first-team ECCers, Matthew Reichlich and Jeffrey, Jeffrey Scott, second-team Alden French, those guys leading the team. It's exciting to watch. They they, they do cheer for each other. If you follow us on, on Twitter, it is just uh, unbelievable how much fun these guys have um, at uh, Crossgate and every bowling alley. So a lot of fun to be a part of. Um, so Congratulations. Uh, to our boys team 13 and 4 overall 9 and 3 in the ECC average of 889 tremendous group uh, tremendous success this year and uh, they earned every bit of
0: it yeah certainly did Uh, let's move on and uh, talk about a one team it's in action next week with a chance to uh, bring home some postseason accolades that's your academic team Uh, they've had some time off now but uh, as we said the postseason tournament next Wednesday how have they been utilizing this break to uh, prepare themselves for the postseason
1: yeah, so they actually had another week off too because Withrow does not have a a team. So what they're able to do is just practice more. Again, they've, they've clinched that that second place of uh, ten and two record uh, in the ECC, and they are preparing. They're at at it three days a week in the classroom down here, uh, getting ready, getting prepared for that ECC and SWOC tournament at Talawanda next week on the nineteenth. So they're just they're just digging in quizzing each other um, and, and trying to get a little bit better before that tournament and hopefully uh, have a good showing there and we'll see what what happens from uh, from there if nationals is part of the conversation or not
0: wrestling team had a good showing i thought at the state duels getting to the quarterfinals before falling to harrison there what did you think and uh, how did they turn that ex- experience forward as the ecc championships on the horizon uh,
1: yeah great event. Jason. Uh Lakota East sets it up great. There's four mats going at one time. A lot of high talented Southwest Ohio wrestlers are there. Um and as you said it mentioned it was the duels. And uh you know, we had a uh a great showing against Oak Hills and we came up a little short of Harrison. We dueled them actually earlier on in the year, uh lost to them by one point and uh you know, we did Uh, Lose to them as well Um, on Saturday. Again, Harrison, top five in the city, uh, did a great job. But we did have some great showings. Our 126, Jake Casonas with uh, a pin and a decision. Uh, 132, uh, Jake Case is really coming on the scene right now. He had two pins, 113. uh, Harder with a decision, Uh, two decisions actually, so he got two wins. Uh, 152, Jared Mendoza, two pins. And Jonah Rubio, our 215-pounder with two pins. So they're excited. They actually have this week off um, and uh, next week we head to the ECC uh, at Milford High School to compete in that for the title for the conference.
0: How healthy are the wrestlers at this time of the season when you're going through all these grinds you have the state duels and you got the conference championship on the horizon?
1: Yeah you see you see these kids wearing these shirts right embrace the grind and it's it's 100% accurate it is just a hard physical sport um, you know they're they're Playing through some pain and some, uh, you know, some some parts that hurt. Whether that's their ribs, their shoulders, their hips, it's it's a tough, tough, grueling sport, and they just got to be able to take care of themselves right now. I'm sure that's why Coach Schweitzer has the schedule the way he does, just to kind of prepare them, get their their head ready and their body ready and rested, uh, heading into that ECC because uh, we got some good teams in there, and uh, you know we're we're there for one reason, and that's to win it.
0: Speaking of good teams, how about Swim and Dive, how, their performance at the uh, sectionals? We're sending a bunch to the districts, are we not?
1: Oh, we are. I mean, I'm And I'm going to list these by names because the credit um, that these kids deserve is, is just unbelievable. The the atmosphere there at Mason that, uh, that goes on there is just phenomenal. It is a packed, packed pool. Uh, Brandon Day and the 100 breaststroke, seated first heading in the Southwest District. That means he was higher than – all the other uh, sectional times around the area. So congratulations to him for the 100 uh, backstroke. Our 400 free relay of, made up of Day, Blackburn, Jenkins, and Lucas. They're heading the districts. Our 200 IM, Colin Blackburn, did an outstanding job. He's heading the district. Evan Lucas, he gets out in the 100 fly and the 100 free. Uh, the 100 breaststroke is Colin Blackbird. The 200 free is Brandon Day. And our 200 medley relay made up of Day, Blackburn, Lucas, and Jenkins are all heading out um, next Saturday for districts at Miami University. So great for the boys. Uh, swim program, outstanding showing. Really looking forward to that. Our girls, um, same thing. Sarah Lolly, 100. Uh, and our breaststroke the 400 free relay of Lolly, Lund, Dunlop, and Cannon. They made it out. The 100 free, Nami Cannon. The 100 fly, Sarah Lolly. The 50 free was Nami Cannon. And our 200 IM made up of Hubble, Lolly, Dunlop, and Cannon. We are all heading out. Um, Very excited. They'll they'll also compete on Saturday at Miami University uh, as well. So that's a full day of swim. Excited for that. But I... Be remiss if I didn't men- mention Dive, who's also heading out to uh, Miami on um, the 12th, which is Wednesday. We had three divers make it out. Uh, Riley Bullock uh, pulled a fourth place. She's going. Callie Egan 19th. She'll be at Districts. Shelby Klein with the 23rd at Districts, and just just missing our Sydney Keel, who placed 26th. Uh, but uh, great performance, great showing, and those three girls are heading up to Miami on Wednesday, so really looking forward to getting out there and supporting them, uh, the program, uh, and the coach as well. So congratulations to our swim-and-dive program.
0: When you take stock of how many individuals you're sending to the to the uh, districts or, or on both boys' and girls' side, when you look at that, their performances, not only in the sectionals but leading up to that, how confident are you that you can have one or multiple representatives advance onto state?
1: Uh, how confident am I? I mean, obviously that is a a, a very uh, elite group of swimmers. So I think it's one of those things that what does a hundredth of a second get you. Uh, it's it's amazing to see, and and, and they're going to compete. They're good kids. They're talented kids. They're tr- well trained kids. Well coached kids. Uh, they have a. You get out of Southwest Ohio, you have a great shot of of making it, uh, and it's it's just very very competitive. Uh, but our confidence is high. These kids are committed. Uh, our confidence is high. They're going to give it their, their all out, and uh, we'll see how it falls at the end of the day. But I'm very certain that uh, we'll be going up the Canton with uh, with a group of kids.
0: Let's move on. And talk about your basketball teams. Let's start with the boys. Uh, tough stretch right now. Drop five of six. Did get a win last Tuesday over Wenton Woods, a, a one point win there. But talking about during the stretch, two of the l- dropping five of six, but two of those losses are by one point. So I mean, they can go either way there. So now they turn forward. You've got Withrow this Tuesday, and then at West Claremont on Friday. Before heading into the sectionals, what are you wanting to see from the team in this final week of the regular season, and what are the players hoping to uh, get going this at the end of the regular season?
1: Well, I think Jason, you mentioned it. There's a couple one pointers in there. We were on a four game foot, and and, uh, and the kids came back uh, at versus Wenton Woods, and we did. We had a last second shot. We made it. We we were on the winning end of that side. Um, and then you know we, we go to, to to Milford. We don't do so, do do so well. Excuse me. Um, but what are we looking to see? We have to we have to bounce back. We have to we have to go into with with the coming here against Withrow. Put ourselves together. We have to move the ball around. We have to create opportunities to shoot. We have to create opportunities to score. And we just we got to play some better defense, uh, which is just the basics of the game. And. Like I've said before, we've got the kids that can make this happen. They just, you know, have to stay on board. They have to do their thing. Uh, they have to, you know, uh, create those opportunities and make the most of them. Ball's got to go in and you got to get back and you got to play defense. So if they're willing to do the day in and day out challenge of what it is to be a, a basketball player, they, they could, uh, they'll they have success. They're a good group. They're, they're talented. They just got to come together as a group. And I do want to mention, um, uh, you know, Well, on this Tuesday, it is our cheer senior night and our senior pep uh, band night at halftime. So come on out. Uh, Thank the cheerleaders uh, for being there uh, at every game and the pep band as well. So that's at halftime. Uh, And then, obviously, West Claremont is a big opponent on Friday. The last game, it's an away game, really gets us prepared for uh, the postseason. So that will be a good opportunity for the boys to rebound and bounce back.
0: We started this episode talking about one ECC championship and uh, girls bowling. Let's wind it down with another ECC championship. Girls basketball gets it done after Windsor, Withrow, and West Claremont, a good West Claremont team, and yet you're able to to win that game rather comfortably. This was a very, very deep and talented ECC this season in girls basketball. How was the emotion of the team after they were able to wrap this up? Were Were they elated? Were they relieved? Combination of the both?
1: It was very exciting. I think from their standpoint, uh, it was, in their mind, it was the expectation. It was, we're going to win the conference. Uh, We're going to finish this out. And and they did it. So from their state of mind, just excited to bring the title back uh, since 2003. Uh, You know, really, it was a great atmosphere to be at, Jason. We had uh, our youth teams there. Our cheer team came out and cheered. Um, the parents were extremely supportive, helped market the game, uh, helped, us, helped uh, do some activities, uh, a lot of community support. I mean, that was the, the most packed I've ever seen that gymnasium for a girls' uh, Saturday game. Uh, and it was just exciting to see uh, the whole experience. Uh, Coach Parker did a great job with, you know, making sure that, hey, you know what, we're going to cut down this net if we win. And they did win, and they got the experience climbing up the ladder, getting the scissors in hand and cutting off that piece of the net. And it was just a great community ex- uh, experience, um, not just for Loveland and, and, and the, and the uh, but for the team as well and, and coach Parker. And uh, the girls are healthy. As you said, it's deep. We've gotten opportunities to play a lot of girls and we feel we're in a pretty good spot to, you know, go into the, the post season prepared, healthy uh, with a mission. And, uh, you know, so so we're ready. I do want to throw out, we have, you know, our first our first game is, uh, it, well, before I even get to that, I just want to say Jillian Hayes, who obviously one of our team leaders, she is 15 points away from tying the record uh, for all points scored and 16 points from owning it. So wow. um, really excited for her and her accomplishment and just the, the support um, she has uh, surrounding her. So we're looking forward to that game uh, versus Talawanda. And that game is going to be on the 19th. Uh, On that day. Jason, I know you might have
0: yes, – Thirteen. That is it. Talawanda is on the 13th. I'm that's sorry. this, coming, this 13th. coming Thursday at Lakota East. Yeah, so your you yep. po, postseason turns around right away. You've got t- – girls have Talawanda on the 13th. Uh, the boys' draw has already been announced as well. They're going to take on yep. Lakota West on Friday the 21st. When these draws came out, what was your reaction, and do you think it sets up for both the boys and the girls to uh, make some nice runs in the postseason?
1: Well, if we look at the girls, I think it definitely uh, it sets them up to uh, our favor. Um, looking at Talwanda, I don't like to get ahead of myself, but Talawanda is a you know that's a good start for us, and I think we got you know a good a good draw all the way through um, versus Little Miami, who we played very well, or uh, that was a really good game, very tight game, and Lebanon as well. So two, again, you know, two ECC teams coming into the league next year, so you know we would have to get by them and then um you know from there you know I don't want to get too far ahead but
0: we can do uh, that here on the it, podcast go it, right ahead
1: it, it's favorable uh <laughs> for us and as far as the boys go you know um we've had some success playing some uh gmc schools uh this season and obviously we'll be going up against um uh Lakota west which which we're both at the time a 10 and 10 team so i think we match up with them um Fairly equally, and I think beyond that, if I'm correct, Jason, I'm going from memory here, but I think it's a Mason. Yes, uh, which we we played Mason earlier on in the year, and uh, we played that game. Uh, it was fairly favorable for us. Our kids uh, came out on the winning side of that. So, as far as that goes, I, we feel we're in a good position to make a, a post run. We just gotta we gotta come together. We gotta stay healthy, and we gotta keep our 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 sights on on what it is we want to do, which is e- each game and. You know, bring back a district championship.
0: Lastly, before I let you go, we talked here uh, to yep. two ECC titles, both girls bowling and girls basketball. For the other sports that are still going on, do they do they? Does it give them an extra bit of motivation to hey carry it on? That hey, we want to bring home the titles as well.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. You, you're looking at what we have left. Uh, really is is wrestling, and I think if if we're looking, that's the only one we have left. So that is a big. Uh, point of contention with wrestling we want that title and we're going to go after that title and i know it's important to the program as well so that that's something we're going to go after uh, and that you know our goal is to obviously win as many championships uh, as, as we can to continue on with what we started in the fall and uh, really really more importantly than that is how far can we go in the postseason so that's always the topics of conversation uh, with the coaches at the end of the season um, and so how can we set ourselves up for success
0: uh, for the postseason two conference championships though in a week's time not a bad week in tiger nation brian we certainly appreciate the time here once again recapping it all and uh, we'll reconvene a week from now and uh, do it again
1: thanks again jason go tigers
0: absolutely that is brian knatzer loveland high school athletic director joining us for this week in loveland tiger sports here on esp media powered by Sidem sports on loveland org.